Hi, welcome to I Bought a Football Club. My name's Stephen Cleave, the chairman of Kingsley Town Football Club, and it's been a long time since I welcomed you onto the show. And for that, I apologise. I haven't really been at my game, so I, or at least at my best game, which um, isn't the best in the world. So I apologise for that profusely. And there is no excuse. It's just, I think the last one we did was March, maybe six, seven months ago, Royal We. So I apologise for using that as well. Too many apologies before we've even started the show, all in the first 30 seconds. But I had to um, put my head down last season because there was so much going on. We were desperately trying to stay in the in the division. Ultimately, we failed. We left ourselves too much to do. Too little, too late, I'm afraid. Did I learn from it? Yes. Should I have done something about it earlier? Probably yes. Why didn't I? The manager, the previous manager, was on a long-term contract. Um, if he had come around and said to me, should we call it a day? I don't blame him. He had his style. He wanted to play his way of playing football. He wouldn't budge. My view was, or still is, that the table doesn't lie. It tells you where you are. That's what happens. And if you are bottom of the table, then you're bottom of the table for a reason. And um, either you've got to change the style of it or you've got to keep persevering and hope your luck changes. But the reality is I couldn't, I couldn't get that over the line, that conversation. Um, would another chairman have acted differently? Possibly. Um, yeah, and this is the problem because... At one point, Ian Culverhouse, you know, his stock was riding high. He got it promoted from step three into step two, and then on points per game, one from step two to step one. So would you, as a chairman, if you were a chairman, therefore think, well, we better secure the asset and give him a longer-term deal? Um, or would you say, no, we're all going to be short-term contracts and run the risk? And this is the problem. This gives you a great example of... You know, sometimes there are no right answers or wrong answers. There's just answers. And you make a call based on what you think's right. And sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong. And clearly, on this occasion, I got it wrong. And I should have perhaps you know, made a different choice. But there we go. That's what happened. That's why I haven't been here. I apologise. We're going to do this on a fortnightly basis. So I'm going to get one out today and another one in a couple of weeks' time. I have got a couple of other people lined up to speak to. It's just... You know, part of this role is... It's difficult. It's very much okay if I wanted to sit here and just talk to you. But the only problem with that is you'll get bored. And maybe I will as well. But but to get other people in, you have to work around their times. And it can be difficult you know, because people are busy in football because there's games to go to on a Tuesday and a Saturday. And you know, there's preparation, there's travel, there's this problem and that problem. And then people can let you down last minute. And you know, it's not their fault. They're just busy people. And of course, busy people do get things done a lot, but it's maybe I'm not top of the list. So I can understand it. So that's that's one of the reasons why it's sporadic as well. That's that's a, yeah, a little excuse, but it is true. Um, but I would like to introduce today uh, Neil Pinkerton. Good guy, Neil. He's the chairman of Gateshead. Gateshead, uh, a, an ex-Football League club, went down um, to the National League North, where we find ourselves now, Kings Town find ourselves, got promoted last season as champions, didn't do it through the playoffs, as champions, they're back in the National League now, where they were before, and one step away from being back in the Football League. So we're going to hear from Neil, see how he's done it, see what he's done, um, and see what he thinks of the beautiful game up in the northeast of England. And then I'm going to come back and um, give you a little bit of a rundown of Kings Lynn life, what we've been doing at the football club over the last few weeks, and I can tell you a few bits and pieces which hopefully you'll find interesting. So, on with the show, on with Mr Pinkerton. Welcome, Neil Pinkerton, to the show. Hi, Neil. Hi, Stephen. Good evening. Evening to you. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. 
good, good. Well, for, it's Thursday night, which is always a good time to get us, 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 us folk. Because <laughs> tomorrow is always a normal... Where are you playing on Saturday? Uh, we've got a home fixture against uh, Eastleigh. Eastleigh, OK. So you're not too much travelling. Uh, the, the, the opposite can be said for Eastleigh, of course. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite. be a lengthy trip. No doubt they're, uh, they're staying overnight. Um, I haven't found out which hotel yet, but i um, working on it. Working on it, getting the guys around with the with, with the tambourines to stand outside the bedrooms, make some noise with the fireworks. <laughs> um, yeah, good. So tell me, um, let, let, if we, can we can we just start at the beginning? What because what happened to Gateshead? Because it, it's a really interesting story, isn't it? It was a, obviously pre yourself. The club got relegated for financial misdemeanors. Is that is that what happened? It, it... In a nutshell, yes, um, there was a number of charges brought against the club due to the um, to the ill handling um, of of the club from the the previous uh, owners. Um, there were only one official owner, but um, it was uh, it was very clear for for all to to see that there was uh, another person uh, heavily involved uh, running the club. Um, that was uh, that shouldn't have been allowed anywhere near a club, to be honest. Right. Why, why is that? Because he was just a bit naughty? Or, hmm? he, he, I'm led to believe he had already failed the uh, owners and directors test, which you, you'll be aware of. Um, sure. To be able to, uh, to, to be involved in football as a, as a director, uh, you have to pass that test. And um, I believe the, uh, the authorities um, uh, found him unsuitable. Right. OK. So he shouldn't have gone in. It all went wrong. Yeah. And... Um, the club essentially got relegated because you got relegated from memory at the board meeting. Is that is that is that right in, in Newport, or have I got that wrong? Um, that's when it became public. Oh, it, okay. We um, had to attend a meeting in uh, in Wembley, um, and, and uh, we fully intended to to fight the charges because at that point, being football novices. Um, we thought we had done everything we could to rectify the the issues um, regarding the uh, irregularities and met all the uh, requirements. Um, yet we were faced with the uh, the possibility of being um, put down several leagues. Yeah, that's right. And what was that? Do you think that was right or wrong, Neil? That that they did that. I mean, do you, do you feel that they, they that, that the authorities should have looked at the whole thing and around and said, "Look, these guys weren't the guys that put the club in this mess. They should be getting out of it, or do you, let, let's give them a chance to get out of it." Or do you think they should turn around and say, "Well, you know what? There's got to be a penalty to be paid because there were some breaches and mistakes made." There were mistakes made, um, and and by the letter of the law, yeah, the the uh, the punishment suited the crime. However. Uh, the club didn't cease to trade, didn't restart as a phoenix, um, and we went down one league. Um, in hindsight, it was a roll of a roll of a dice, and uh, we decided not to not to fight it, and took the charge. Um, you know, and in hindsight, that was you know absolutely the right the right decision at the time. Yeah. Okay. So you but you but so. What happened? When did you step into the breach, as it were? This was just before your relegation was confirmed and then you were told about it? Or did you already know that the relegation was in before you before you got involved? So I was um, I was asked to help facilitate the sale of the football club. 
um, right. as part of the part of the, uh, the fans' voice. Um, I think uh, predominantly because I had, had uh, no dealings with the the regime, so I was kind of a uh, a new, fresh voice. Um, hadn't been seen, you know, at the protests, etc., due to uh, being out of the area. Yeah, and I was asked, to, "Can you come and help and try and uh, facilitate the sale of the football club?" Um, and at the time, um, I had a lot of dealings with uh, Ranjan Varghese and uh, Mr. Joseph Kala. Um and it it wasn't simple, but uh, we managed to to get there in the end. And then we had to have a structure set up. And I was asked if I would sort of temporarily come on and you know uh, fill the role as chairman, which um, of course I would do that, you know, lifelong fan. Um, and at that time we had a, um, a consortium of, of guys on the board uh, and hastily got got uh, the club up and running again. Got it. So, so you knew it was going to happen, and then because you you so you you were happy to you were up for the challenge, as it were. And how and how many of you now own the club? How, how many people are actually owners of it? Well. We- the, the, the fans own um, roughly around a, a quarter stake of the football club, and the rest is is made up of uh, four other four other main shareholders. Right. Okay. And does that mean you have to the, the fans have to put up some money, or, or could be liable to put up some money every year? Are there are losses, or is, is it done that you don't do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the fans uh, raise as much money um, as we can each year through different initiatives and uh and as part of the of the trust and the board they they will they will meet their financial obligations every year okay so they have to do and, and do you do you publicize what that because i know that is it darlington say they make about well i can't remember what the figure is but one hundred and thirty thousand. it's a magnificent amount of money their fans raise and chester raise about eighty five thousand. do you put a figure to what they put in at the fans each year or do you keep that quiet yeah, we don't we don't publicise it, but there has been some uh, rather public, you know, in previous crowdfunding events, uh, and of course the the, um, the supporters who contribute to the to the Gateshead Soul um, due to varying levels, and that fluctuates um, in, in, in on the circumstances. Um, there is a minimum set amount, in the, but there's no uh, maximum set amount. So I would say that it's a uh, it's a, it's a sizable um, five-figure sum. Five-figure sum. Okay. Every, every year they got a five. So it's quite it's quite a lot of money, isn't it, for a, for for fans to you know to, to to root around. But but you're quite confident that they're able to come up with that money by putting it. It must be quite a big effort from their perspective to to, to finance it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a huge effort. Um, some are able to afford more time to the football club in various rules. Um, whether that's volunteering to do other jobs, uh, they may not be able to help financially. That's fine. Uh, we're absolutely, you know, volunteers far better than ten press men. Um, we're trying to create a family ethos, community, community hub style football club. Um, and without the fans, there wouldn't be a club. So you know, they are at the, uh, at, the at the heart of the heart of the club. Absolutely. No, that's good. That's great. And then, do do your do you do you work on the philosophy side? I know that when Wrexham was owned by their fans, that all their volunteers had to buy season tickets. Do you do you have that stipulation, or do you not have it? 
we don't stipulate that volunteers must buy season tickets. Uh, people give up their time. Uh, some are in different, like I mentioned before, different circumstances. You're inclusive, and it's not a. It's just, it's not you know some people like to can, can contribute in other ways far greater, which is um, you know you, time is money, and um, giving up your time is um, for in my personal opinion far outweighs the cost of a season ticket over over a nine month season. Absolutely, absolutely. So you so you leave you leave it up to the to, to, to the individual to make the call. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so Neil, you're involved with it now. Yeah, um, do, are you pleased you got involved? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, all the decisions that you make and you look back on, it doesn't matter what 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 sort of line of work you're doing, or you know, you would change things. But actually, um, it's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. There's no regrets. Uh, absolutely not. No, yeah. good. Go on, sorry. Still learning every day. Yeah. Is, is it? What's been the biggest kind of revelation to you since getting involved with the club? And yeah, has there been one standout thing which you thought, wow? Yeah. In a negative or a positive way? Oh yeah, both. Yeah. Is there something that you thought, God, I didn't realise it was this much involved, or, or you know, is there something you'd like to change which you think you're you're doing far too much of which you you shouldn't be doing? And yeah, is there any? big thing that stands out for you yeah there's far more regulations and nuggetry paperwork for my liking um uh, that we could uh, we could certainly streamline um uh, for example player registrations through youth system the first team um can be quite time consuming um i would say one of the biggest surprises was the amount of time um, that it takes up out of your life um and someone once said to me it is 90 minutes of football for 90 hours of work <laughs> not bad not a bad formula probably <laughs> not a bad formula no uh, it's probably about right that ratio i i, I reckon um it's a, it's a lot of work a lot probably a lot more than the average person will realize who just turns up and buys a burger and a program watches the game and goes home they'll probably think how can it be that much work to put on 90 minutes of football match which of course i can understand the viewpoint <laughs> yeah, yeah foremost absolutely. foremost i'm a football fan and um it is it is it takes a bit of uh adjusting to be able to sit on your hands and bite your lip during a game and to um remain as impartial as you as you can you know um it's difficult it's difficult not easy now let's let's talk about last season first before we go to it last season obviously promotion from the national league north which is where we've swapped places haven't we neil yeah i mean you've gone up and we've gone down um you were very kind to us in covid offering us some players and things and you were yeah very, very, very sweet of you although i couldn't twist your arm last season to sell me macaulay langstaff but anyway that's a there's a limit to it, I guess. But tell there's, me, what... there's a limit to the zeros, yeah. <laughs> there is, there is. Tell, tell me, what was the key to promotion? Do you think last year? What did you? I mean, obviously, you had a great FA Cup run as well, didn't you? During the during the season, we did. Yeah, uh, everyone, everybody works hard. Everybody works hard, um, and having a great management team, um, a great set of. Um, young players we had a young average age of the squad despite having mike williamson in it um 
and I think it, it really is that togetherness and that they built a really good bond. Um, they had the period through COVID, um, you know, kept the nucleus of the squad. Um, and the, the, the way we played football, high pressing, uh, intensity, you know, every player was going out, giving, giving their all for the shirt. And even if you didn't come away with the right result, you know, th- th- those, th- those boys put the, put the effort in. And um, I suppose the support they had from the from the board and the uh, the staff around them, it just um, you know it, it took a couple of years when we come in. We, we were unlucky. Um, you went on a great run, didn't you? You beat us up here um, and got promoted. Um, it, 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 the uh, the signs were there, and it just um, I think it was just reward for everybody um, connected with the club. Yeah. Did you feel elated or just relieved when you got that promotion confirmed? I'm going to say relieved. I was at the Chorley game away and we drew 2-2 and we were promoted. Everybody was, you know, jubilant, apart from maybe myself and Mike and a couple others. We were just, there was a pitch invasion um, and we were just sat there kind of soaking it all in. And then even on the last game of the season, we received the, the award. There was jubilation inside, but yeah, just a huge amount of relief. And it just took a lot of reflection to actually, you know, to just sort of summarise and reflect that you actually achieved it. And it was just so pleasing um, for everybody else, really. Um, uh, I'm quite self, uh, selfless. And I think it was just good seeing everybody else happy. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And tell me now, you're in the, you're in the National League. What what are the main? I mean, you, I mean, do you? What's your view? I don't want to put words into your mouth. Do you, do you think there's a big difference, a big gulf between the National League North and the National League? I think maybe a bit more this year uh, yeah. than than previous years, uh, because of the, the the spending power, you know, of the obvious clubs. Uh, but they've got good followings, so you can't really uh, you can't really knock it. Um, I think for us, we still want to win every game. Uh, we believe we can, uh, but it's you know it's it's uh, it's getting tougher and tougher. Um, and with the Chesterfields, Counties, Wrexham, um, you know you, you're in there with some big clubs, and uh, you need that extra 20 percent to to compete really. Yeah. So how, how? I mean, it's a very interesting point. This because how can you compete as wearing your chairman's hat you've got to be kind of responsible and you've got to be um you know not not bet the club as it were but equally on the other side you've got to have a competitive team out there with 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 and you're up against teams with you know two three million pound plus budgets which obviously you haven't got or maybe yeah correct me if i'm wrong but um where's the um how do you how do you square that circle it's quite difficult isn't it very difficult because we're all in this because we're competitive and we love sport and we love winning at the end of the day you know uh, and, and there's no point in being in it if you don't if you don't have aspirations to, to be the best and be competitive so we have to be savvy very savvy um, do our homework um, Mike will only sign certain players if they, if they tick the boxes um, you know as you'll be aware you get thrown hundreds thousands of players uh, on a on a weekly weekly basis, um, so it's being patient and um, trying to get those 
the right sort of caliber of player that fit the mold to what the manager wants and the fit the ethos of the club um and then you know if they're the right character and they're, back and they're bought into what the managers wanting to do then hopefully like last season it falls into place but it is tough and you have to find that, that, that we look for the players that are you know maybe dropping down or the, the right age and pick them up and, and try and develop them uh, which is what happened with Macaulay and Kedwin. Of course and did you I mean they went I guess because a big club came calling and you and that you didn't want to stand in their way and I guess you got paid for it and they got they got paid for it and everyone was happy or, or did you did you want to hang on to them and say look lads give me one season more before you go in an ideal world you you, you would you would have kept them for another season um but the, the power is always with the player not saying that they were banging on the door to go it was uh it was difficult difficult decision for them uh to go to a club in the same league but they went with our blessing and we we made it as uh as stress-free as possible because we could you know there's not a lot you can do in those situations no no very difficult isn't it and uh yeah contracts are contracts but they don't they don't yeah they're really, it's, it, it's very difficult to explain that <laughs> to someone that's it, not it, it, it is it is everyone thinks oh well you know if we had kedwin in there uh, macaulay now we'd be top league well we could we could be but you know um it's a it's a short career and they've got a, a fantastic opportunity to uh to go up the leagues with Notts County. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So, um, and the FA Cup last year, how important was that? If you hadn't had, did that affect your budget or did that increase your budget for last year? If you hadn't had that run, would that affect your promotion plus or was that just less money that you guys had to put in? Yeah, it, it just it just helped to uh, to bring uh, the the early deficit down. Yeah, which is good. We, without, I mean, you don't have to say in specific terms in Gateshead, but what do you, what do you think? Uh, clubs like, like Kingsley, okay, you're a bigger club because you've you played league football, but but at, at our level, clubs with 800 to 1,200 supporters going through a year, a year um, sorry, a, a game, what what do you think it costs to run a football club as, as, a, as a, you know, a, a finger in the air exercise, um, clubs at our level? I, w- I, would, I would guess you're looking, uh, and this isn't, we, we, we are, we will be, Right down the bottom with the with the uh, the playing budget, but um, uh, t- taking a guess, you, you know, you're looking at seven figures to run a football club at, at this level. Yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Hmm? Um, it is a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it it, 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 Does it, it keep but, you awake at night? It has done, yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, it, it, it's it's nice to have those away games when I can make them because you you, you do have a, a period then to actually um, to maybe switch off a little bit. Um, I I don't make many home games, so the likes of Bernard, the uh, vice chairman, and the and the rest of the staff at the football, you know, you know what it's like a, a football game. It's um, at our level, you're kind of putting on a wedding every week, every other week. Um, and it, you know it, you haven't got uh, a massive amount of staff, and it's, uh, it can be quite um, be quite fraught sometimes. Um, so it, it's credit to those guys for, for for getting the match on every other week and on a Tuesday um, and trying to encourage people through the doors. Yeah, I agree. And what and what 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 will your plans be, um, Neil, for survival? I mean, obviously. You- is it to get back into the football league, or you just want to stay stay put for a couple of seasons before making your bid? Have you got have you got a time plan, or you're just taking it 
match on a game by game basis? It's a game by game basis. We want to win every game. Uh, that philosophy hasn't changed. We want to be promoted. Um, though as the ultimate goal is to get back into the football league and reclaim our our place. Really, that's that that's that's it. We are uh, ambitious. Um, Mike's Mike's ambitious. Everybody wants to to better themselves. Um, and hopefully by having a successful season on the pitch, everybody is um, is, is is achieved their their objectives. Yeah, and so you 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 could easily make the playoffs because the thing is, if you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs, aren't you? It all comes down to one-off games, then, and then it's anyway. It 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 does. Um, you know, it it's going to be a huge ask, but we're capable of it. I, I fully I fully believe it. Um, I wouldn't say it otherwise. It's not a bluff. Um, we've got some injuries. Um, every club has injuries. We've um, had a. Gone through a fair few players already, exhausted the loan market. Um, again, being savvy, seeing what we can uh, pick up, doing our homework. Um, and hopefully we'll have 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 some players back in the, over the next three to four weeks. And then we'll see the uh we'll see how the how a full strength team can can hold up. Yeah, because you've had two or three players who have hardly kicked the ball for you in the season who are some of your bigger signs, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We've got uh, Aaron Martin and Lewis Knight and Dan Jarvis, who came from Wrexham, uh, Notts County and Harrogate. Um, and it's just been unfortunate um, injuries in pre-season. Uh, Aaron's played 45 minutes, I think. Um, but once we Dan's back now and we've got the other two are not too far away, uh, hopefully they can get fit, stay fit, and we'll, 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 see, we'll see some more goals. Yeah, because I think Aaron Martin, didn't he come from Vardy territory, Stockbridge Steels? Was he there once? He was a... He, I forget which club he was. It may have been something like Sheffield. Yeah, it was Sheffield also. I know it was one of those clubs around that yeah. area. Because yeah. someone pointed him out to me. Um, I, I mentioned him to the old manager who wasn't having any of it because he wouldn't he wouldn't have anything I suggested. So that was the end of that. And um, and then he went to Geisley, and I think he scored two or three on our first game of the season when we actually were in the National League North the last time against us, and we lost. I don't know what the score was. It was a bad day. At least three nil. We lost. On, I think it was three nil. And then uh, he did well for Geisley, and then he went to Harrogate, and now you got him. So yeah, good, good little circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's he's uh, he's a really really nice uh, really nice person, and he's. Uh, He's really committed, and he's just been so unfortunate, a bit unlucky. Um, uh, but he's a really honest, an honest, an honest person, and uh, we're looking forward to see what he can do. Yeah, yeah, he's strong up front, very strong, very good. No, good. Well, hopefully that works. And tell me the future. Tell me what's going to happen to Gateshead because obviously you play for those that don't know, and we we get listened to all around the world in countries that I've well, you probably have heard of, but I've certainly have very little knowledge of um but gates had play in a essentially a multi i guess it's a it's an athletic stadium originally um is that right and it's become a football stadium now is it still used for both i don't know i don't know yeah um, it's, it's a multi-use yeah. uh stadium it was uh yes it was built for for athletics in the in the uh many many years ago and uh gates had made it to him um like it was 1977 um, made it at home, so it's all I've I've ever known. Um, it's a you know it's a eleven and a half thousand seater um, 
and two two main stands. Main stand that's predominantly open for the for the home fans does have a running track around it. Bit of a stigma attached to it, and I understand that the uh, there's plenty of bashing about it. But um, I always argue that you get a really good view from the halfway line, halfway up the stand. So um, I get the point where you're not uh, close to the pitch. Um, but you know it works for us. It works for us. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's got a really good surface. You know, it's well looked after. We have a good relationship with the local authority. Uh, we have the academy uh, runs out of it as well, so yeah, it suits our needs. Good. And what? And, and so the, no plans to move and build a new stadium in the future, or is that something you'd look look to do in the future, perhaps? Nothing's off the table. We do have a lease on the stadium. Um, we're all always looking to see how we can improve the football club, um, and you know the the way the way the uh, the uh, economic climate is at the moment um it would be very very difficult to move anywhere right now uh but we are um you know we, we are looking looking to improve okay so work, work work in progress and and the actual crowds you have what was your average do you, do you know roughly what it was in the national league north and what you're getting at the moment today so pre-COVID in that season, it was just uh, around 900 and we've um, gone up to around 1,200 so far this season. Um, when, I see, when I first started coming to the club, there was a couple hundred. Um, and I think in the, in the season that we were reached the National League playoffs in 2013-14, it was, it was pretty similar, the average, um, to this season. So that's pleasing. That's, that's pleasing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've um, increased our uh, foothold in the area with um, the academy, um, boys and girls, and we've got plans to increase that further again next year. So it's um, yeah, it's really good to see boys and girls in the area with the with the strip on and the you know the awareness that there is a, a football club in the town despite being you know, saddled by some giants in the game. <laughs> You've got some big giants around you, haven't you? You really have. Um, yeah, just up just up the road or o- over the time, I suppose one would say. Is that right? Let's give it a test. <laughs> yeah, we say over the water, yeah. Over the water, okay. <laughs> I would have better pronounce that. But, um, but uh, good, good way. So, to, to, so as you've grown the crowd, do you think the academy's been an important part of growing the actual attendance on a Saturday? I think having initiatives with the children in the area. There's, you know, there's parts of if of, of every town and city that's, you know, it's got, I'd say, deprived areas, but you know, less fortunate. And you know, there's there's opportunities there to do some good with our foundations. You know, the national league are are, are big on it, and rightly so. And we try to get in around those areas and um, promote promote you know the uh, the well being and healthy eating and do put on some walking football for the uh, older generations and younger um and, and trying and trying to incorporate and get them along get them along to a game yeah no i i agree and finally your manager he's got to be hot property at the moment isn't he and he's i know he's turned down big big clubs um which is great to have that loyalty um what's your what you know, are you going to be able to hold on to him is he is he is he i mean obviously he's from your neck of the woods isn't he so he's and he's shown some fantastic loyalty what's what's your take on all that 
Yeah, Mike's uh, from Stoke originally, but I think he's brought up around around uh, Devon. Um, was he really? I thought he was Newcastle. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah he's, but he moved to Newcastle uh, for his playing career and uh, moved away again temporarily uh, for his playing career. But he came back um, during the time Steve Watson was the manager. Um, I think it was, yeah. And um, he settled in the area. Um, he's still learning, learning the learning the game. Um, he's still he's still playing. Um, he's thirty nine now, um, but he's probably still one of the fittest at the club. Uh, first in, last out. Um, yeah, he's he's committed, driven, articulate, um, and I think you'll you'll go a long way. Yeah, but you're going to hold on to him for as long as you can. I take it because he's key part to your success, is he not? He is very key. He's very key, uh, but he's got a, a a good assistant, good coaching team around him, uh, good network. So um, you know, you, you never say never. And uh, again, you you wouldn't you wouldn't stand in his way if there was a, uh, a a club, you know, in the championship, for example, came along. It would be hard for him to turn down. But um, yeah, personal circumstances will play a part in it as well. Uh, he has turned down clubs. Um, bigger than ours, um, but if they don't feel right, they don't feel right, and um, he's bought into the project. So I think that's uh, a bit of kudos to the to the um, to the board. Um, I think that. so. Because he because he's turned down stuff right at the top, hasn't he? And not as a number one. I'm talking about now as a number. Two. I might. I obviously won't mention the clubs, but as a number two. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was put that was publicised. I, oh, I believe. It? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm, it's 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 a it's a personal preference. You know, if you're um, if you're a manager, you know, you, if you're if you're a lawyer, you don't want to go and then be the be the clock, do you? Uh, no. You you want to be you want to be the main man, and um, and rightly so. If that's what uh, what he wants to do, then you'll cut his cloth accordingly. And I'm sure when the opportunity arises, that in the right job. Um, he'll be a success. Yeah, no, I'm sure he will be. I think he's. I think he's ter- terrific, terrific for you. And done, you know, to to achieve what he's achieved for you at, at you know at a tender young age, which is what he is. Yeah. Um, the future's got to be good for him. Yeah, got to be bright. But well, it is bright. It's bright now, isn't it? Let alone the future. So, um, he's doing it all right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But behind every good manager is an excellent chairman. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they say? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Maybe. But I have to get him on ask him, and that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> that's good. Right, Neil. Well, thank you so much. Yep. I know I want to. You don't want to take up too much of your time. It's very kind of you to give up something for Thursday night. But uh, good luck against Eastley on Saturday. And um, let's. Uh, I, I look forward to watching how you how you how you do for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Thank you very much for having us on. It's been a pleasure, and uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, really good, Neil. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Good interview, I thought, with Neil. Um, yeah, he's a pretty solid guy, and I've known him for some time. And he's a yeah, he's always a good, a good, a good, a good shoulder to to talk to and listen, listen to, listen to. So. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And um, let's give you a little bit of an update on what's going on. So, Kings Lynn Town, what have we been up to since we last spoke, which I think was in March? Well, number one, we've put a new scoreboard in the stadium, which 
goes live. I don't know if it's going to be live this Saturday. We were FA Cup to tie this Saturday, home to Kettering, who beat us again. Um, when I say again, we played them on Tuesday night. I've never seen us win at Kettering. I didn't go on Tuesday night. My first match of the season I've missed, but I wasn't in the country, so I couldn't be there. Um, but we didn't win. And we've, I think I've been there with four managers now, and we've lost with all four. We've also drawn, I think, occasionally. We've never won. I think you'd have to be well into your 60s to have seen Kingsley win there. So there we go. Uh, didn't surprise me, because football always repeats itself. I always bang on about that. But it, 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 there always seems to be some rule. It just, it just happens. It keeps doing it. But we've got Kettering again this weekend, this time in the FA Cup. So And this time at our place, as opposed to their place. And we may have the scoreboard. It's, a, it's about 3.2 metres in each direction. Um, our great friends at Low Six have helped us put it together. So I'm delighted for their support. They've been very kind. And I'm looking forward to it all going live and having some great graphics and having a more, more inclusive experience. Now, why did I do that? It's quite a large scoreboard. And I'll tell you why. Um, these small scoreboards... I don't really get the purpose of, uh, apart from obviously giving giving a score, but if you want to actually be, become, in my opinion, um, a little bit more um, interactive, then you need to have you know, the, lar the larger screen. And I just felt that we have so many existing customers, whether you want to call them, in terms of, this, these are what I mean by customers are people that are actually advertising boards around the stadium, brands around the stadium, etc. And we can go to these guys and say, look, can you give me an extra grand or two? And we'll put you on the big screen. And it seems a lot easier to go to your existing support. You know, the people that actually pay for uh, or are happy to pay to, to help help their local club and sometimes national um, organisations. That, that was my thinking behind it, um, as opposed to keep banging on doors. So that's happened anyway. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's all singing, all dancing, and I'm, it's, it's, you know, it will be quite impressive, I'm pretty sure. And it's also, it also gives a lot of light to the pitch, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we've brought on a new commercial guy, Rishi. Rishi has joined, and I think he's, a, he's, a, he's full of the joys of spring, uh, even though it's autumn, and is actually one of these guys who is contagious, and I think he will... Um, yeah, be able to talk to a lot of people and get them all motivated and going and bring them into the club, which is what we need, someone who actually likes to put in the hard yards. And I think he'll do that. So that's happened. The Academy programme has now got 175 kids between 3 and 16. We, we clearly have nowhere to train still. Um, that's difficult. So we've got pitches all over the place. We've got a pitch here and a pitch there and a, everywhere a pitch, you know, that kind of scenario. But it's nothing else we can do. There is no one helping us, I'm sorry to say, to say here's, a, here's, here's, here's 10 acres that you can call your own. So uh, it's been difficult, but we've got there. We haven't stopped. We haven't let the logistics, you know, bear us down. We've just gone and found solutions as best we can. So that's happened. Uh, we've got another 50-odd pupils at our under-19s team, which, play, which, which we do with Kez School. And we've also set up an under-23s team as well, which is linked with Loughborough University. And those, those footballers train with the first team as well. They train separately as well. They train at the same environment in the first team, which we've moved the training now to Ely. They train there, and then they go on loans to other clubs, um, you know, get paid for it, um, other clubs in various leagues uh, across the across the across everywhere, really. Um, so, and obviously Loughborough being a premier sporting um, university, is a great base to to get a degree. So that's happened, which I'm uh, pleased. The planning for four concerts a year has been achieved. It was extraordinarily expensive, probably the best part of £10,000 to get it. Uh, why would I do that is a good question. And my 
plan is if we can find four concerts. We only, we only asked for four, and um, we really will do four. Uh, we'll get 10,000 people in the stadium. A pitch roughly holds about 10,000 fans. You are limited, by the way, when you run football clubs on your exit capacities as much as your entrance capacities. So each turnstile in a football club gives you 600 fans. So it means if you have a 20,000 stadium with three turnstiles, it doesn't matter. You only get 1,800 fans allowed in. With cricket and rugby and, 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 and also concerts, it's different criteria and it does depend on how many people you can get out. And so that's, that's interesting. So we think we'll get 10,000 in. Uh, with a couple of additional gates to be put through. And you know, my view is if I can get £2.50 a head on food and drink profit uh, out of 10,000 people, that's 25,000 times it by four, it's 100,000 on the bottom line. Now, it may not be possible in the first year. It might be a little bit diff difficult, but let's try. So we got the planning to do it. It was a battle. I did get a bit upset at one point because I felt that the, the, it, the, it was called in by the council. I didn't think it was necessarily to be by a councillor, I should say, um, I probably shouldn't have lost my rag so early with it, but I just felt, come on, give us a break. It's a tiny football club. We're trying to do our best and we need your support. And I don't think the the lady or the councillor concerned was being difficult. I think she was just trying to, you know, what she felt was doing the right thing, but it just it just cost us 10 grand, which she didn't need to cost us. So that's the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as it were. But anyway, um, no no um, problems anyway. We've, we've moved on, but... But there we have it. Um, and what else can I tell you? Yeah, I've written about in this this, this week's programme lots about the, the actual numbers of running the football club, trying to get new investors in. It's it's a continual thing. Now I've decided to do that. We're trying to find some new investment into the club. Um, it's not necessarily the easiest um, thing to do, to ask people to, to, you know... I mean, but, you know, lots of clubs have done it. Uh, and the good thing about Kingsley, and it hasn't got multiple shareholdings it's just got one shoulding our rent dirt cheap which is great it's got a 99 year lease it's it's got a lot of things so it hasn't got a lot of fixed costs which a lot of other clubs have um although that doesn't mean to say it's it's cheap to run it it isn't but it might make it more attractive to the average investors they know they haven't got to waste too much money on just you know paying 50 100 200 grand in rent which a lot of clubs are having to pay so that means more than money goes on the bottom line which means you've got a better team which means you hopefully go up the leagues quicker so, yeah, we're looking abroad, speaking to some people all over the place just to see whether some of them would like to be involved in any way, shape or form. Um, the club itself can. Uh, every year when you're in the Football National League, you have to apply to join the Football League, even wherever you are in the division, because it means if you get into the playoffs, you have to, your ground has to be rubber stamped. Not every ground is rubber stamped to get in the Football League, by the way, in the National League. But ours is. Um, obviously, there's work to be done if we were to ever get up. But we've passed the test two years, the two years we were in the National League. It takes a very long time to do the form. I have to tell you, it probably takes me 12 hours. It's a real, real, you know, very thorough document, which it needs to be, you know. So the dressing rooms at the moment, for example, that we have, if we went to the, if we went to the Football League, neither would be suitable. So we'd have to rebuild dressing rooms. And I had to get an architect in to draw plans to how that would be. And that's the kind of, you know, our, our floodlights wouldn't be suitable. You have to get 2,000 seats in your, within three years. You'd have to build a new stand. So you can see that the various costs that do mount up. But equally, once you stay in that league, and most clubs that come out of the National League, there's very few that come straight down again. I can't remember the last one. It must be some years ago. So yeah, it shows you how tough the National League actually is to, to get out of. So that's that. Um, 
so there's been a few a lot of a lot of work going on behind the scenes a lot of things happening uh the crowds have been disappointed in this season which has disappointed me it's disappointed a lot of Lynn fans I speak to they don't understand it there's nothing that the manager can do he's top of the league he's top of the league the fans should come and I couldn't understand why our local rivals Boston were you know second or third from bottom and getting twice the gates that we are at the top it makes no sense but I'm hopeful that I know everyone says it's down to um, momentum, which is perhaps is true that when we had the gates, greater gates before we had come up from the league below and then COVID had stopped it. But who knows? But anyway, whatever it is, we need we need everyone back in the ground because without it, the club is literally cannot can, cannot continue to keep punching above its weight, which is what we are doing and what most a lot of clubs are doing at our level. Nothing wrong with that. It's what we love to do. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Everything was uh, great to be back on. And thank you for your support. I know I've had lots and lots of emails saying, please, please, please record another episode. Uh, so I've done that. And um, please give me five stars. Um, and if you, if you think it's worth five stars, if you don't, then obviously don't. But uh, it would be great if you could give me five stars because that helps me get through the, whatever it's called, the, um, the algorithms, which helps get us a bit more traction and more traction we get the more the higher up we go the charts and the higher we go the charts a bit more it just makes it more fun we don't do any adverts but it just makes it more fun and um yeah we are we are I'm, I'm looking at some of the old episodes in the last few weeks we have several hundred new listeners even though there's nothing new to listen to so that's interesting but anyway hopefully we've we've, we've started the trend now and every every fortnight so if you subscribe to it you'll get it sent automatically to you uh, i can't guarantee which day of the week it is because it will just depend on where i am and what i'm doing but it will come out every two weeks from now on and um i hope you i hope you've enjoyed the show as, once again so thank you for listening thank you for being here and take care of yourselves and see you again soon thank you bye-bye